0: Well, that's the wrong theme music. What the heck? <laughs> this isn't Friday Live, but I guess the wrong log is up there. So. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Here we What a way to start a new year together, but uh, we'll take care of that in just a little bit. <laughs> uh, welcome. I am Jim. And uh, again, it's not Friday. It's uh, Tuesday. <laughs> well, happy you're here anyway. And... Uh, it's been a couple' been a couple of weeks right I, I the last program i did was on the 23rd and that that's almost uh, two weeks ago uh so wishing you a very happy new year my friends i'm so uh, happy you are here and thanking you for being a part of my day and uh, welcome to 2021 uh let's see what are we doing today well given that that, <laughs> that theme music uh i don't know i just don't know what happened there well you know what it is i actually i'm doing a lot of program logging because there's been so many changes. Uh, EWTN has and kind of short noticed us here. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the uh, of December with some program changes, and I had to go back and, and readjust our computers. And so that's I'm sure that's what happened here. Anyway, I'm I'm are here, and we'll talk about those changes too because we have gotten some inquiries about that. First, we're gonna pray, and you know what I'm doing, my friends, uh, starting today. Because as you know, uh, Holy Father, Pope Francis, has declared this year as a year dedicated to St. Joseph. So um, I thought we would pray the—well, um, actually, what I'm, I'm, we're going to pray a prayer to St. Joseph that I'm going to send to you if you want one, but that's coming down the pike. It's not happening yet. But I, 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 on, on the Feast of the Holy Family— which was uh, the Sunday after Christmas. I was up at Mass at St. Magdalene's, uh, where Cheryl is the director of music and liturgy up there, and um, the Knights of Columbus uh, donated prayer cards. And it's a uh, basically a, a consecration prayer to the Holy Family. Now, I don't know if you heard, but... Um, I think we shared that the Holy Father did mention that we began a year dedicated to St. Joseph. But on the Feast of St. Joseph coming up in March, March 19th, uh, we're going to add to that, apparently. The Holy Father wants us then to also dedicate the year to the Holy Family of Nazareth. So, anyway, there was this beautiful prayer that um, we were given at Mass on the Feast of the Holy Family. And it's a consecration prayer. So we're going to pray this prayer Throughout this year, Uh, I don't have copies of this. Uh, Maybe I'll see if I can get, because it is a beautiful prayer. Uh, But we are going to also offer uh, the Memorare of St. Joseph to you, uh, but we'll get to that in a week or so. But let's first uh, come together now, wherever you are listening or watching. It kind of takes me a little bit to get back into the the swing of things here, because I've been off the air for a couple weeks uh, celebrating Christmas and, and, uh, you know, a beautiful, beautiful time. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But I invite you right now, by the way, if you are listening live at 404 on this January 5th, 2021, uh, I'm also coming to you live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. Also live video on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash domestic church media. And we're streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. In addition to all of our audio platforms. And Included in in our prayer today as we dedicate our families to the Holy Family, um, a special prayer intention of mine, because it's been on my heart a long time, is to expand our reach um, through uh, video platforms, and and, uh, I'm working on that and praying a lot about that. So keep that in your prayers as well, because we have to reach more and more people every day. Let's pray this beautiful prayer to the holy family in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen o lord jesus you lived in the home of mary and joseph in nazareth there you grew in age wisdom and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our redeemer we entrust our family to you O blessed mary you are the mother of our savior at nazareth you cared for jesus and nurtured him In the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O Saint Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary, and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous towards those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church, where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And and that was a prayer, I guess, uh, that was uh, composed by Archbishop William E. Laurie of Baltimore, who was the supreme chaplain, I guess, for the Knights of Columbus. So I'd love to get more of these. I want to give these to you, too. It's a beautiful consecration prayer, isn't it? And boy, oh boy, if we could just do this every day. And I love that line at the end, that may our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church, you know, and uh, that's—we go back, my brothers and sisters, to the genesis of this apostolate, Domestic Church Media, and that's why we, in prayer, decided to give the apostolate that title, Domestic Church Media— Uh, Again, this is way back in 2002, 2003, and we were um, praying about what to, again, call the apostolate, and our our first desire was to promote the cause of marriage and family life, that every home, as St. Pope John Paul II once said, that every home may become like a little church, a domestic church. And that is our mission, that we can help you with that, that the broadcasts that we bring to you every day, 24-7, will help you and your family in your spiritual journey. Let's finish our prayers. I'm sorry, I didn't finish prayer time. Let's finish prayer time, then we'll talk more about that. And we'll pray our prayer, uh, as Holy Father asked us uh, a couple of years ago, to pray um, to St. Michael the Archangel, And also to uh, invoke Our Lady's intercession and uh, uh, special assistance, the Subtum Presidium prayer uh, to our Blessed Mother. Uh, So we'll pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. And Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, friends, I'm uh, thankful for you for being here with me on this first day together in this new year, 2021. We're all glad to see 2020 in our rearview mirror and on its way, and long gone, right? Get (laughs) out of here. I talk to the cat, I hate to say it, but get out of (laughs) here. My Cheryl's cat thinks that's its name when I talk to it. Anyway... um, just grateful and thankful to Almighty God again. Thanks to all of you uh, in the month of December, starting with our radiothon that first week, and then throughout the month, responding to our mailing. Uh, Your are you're just incredibly generous support and continuing. Please, you know, we ask you, uh, especially during January, February, and March, which are a very difficult months for us. You know, everybody's Christmas bills come in and and uh, the donations uh, drop off a little bit, and we're still trying to catch up from last year because of the pandemic. And uh, we're grateful and thankful to Almighty God for the the, the great success of the Radiothon, uh, having raised one hundred and forty four thousand uh, dollars at the Radiothon, which is really exactly you know when you look at our our, our budget, fifty uh, percent of what we need for the entire year. But again, we were about forty eight thousand dollars short in 2020, so take 48000 out of that, and then it isn't 50%. So. But, you know, we know the Lord always provides. And in case you weren't with me on the, the last program of last year, the 23rd, just before Christmas, I did share with you um, some news that uh, we found out, sure and I found out, Uh, that week, uh, the few days before Christmas, that we actually had the coronavirus. Apparently, it was the week before Thanksgiving. You know, we both noticed a little tickle in our throat, a little post-nasal drip, a little cough. Cheryl had a little fever. I never got a fever. Um, But just tired, you know, and then uh, uh, about—that was on Sunday, uh, Friday or Saturday— I had a stuffy and runny nose for one day. Then everything went away. And uh, we still were a little tired. Then during the Radiothon, you know, we were here um, doing 12 hours of radio for three days in a row there. And I attributed that to my being tired. Anyway, uh, I was reading somewhere uh, from someone uh, who had those same symptoms. You know, not severe, but the little drip and the little, little, what felt like a cold coming on that never really happened. Um and then tested positive for COVID. And actually, Cheryl did that week before Thanksgiving get a COVID test, and it came back negative when she first got her symptoms. But the uh, couple, a few days before uh, Christmas, the 21st, I think, of December, we got um, antibody tests, and they both came back positive. So we had the virus, and we don't have it anymore, and we have antibodies. So, um, you know, it's just, and, and here we are. <laughs> uh, we thank God for a mild case. But I asked, <laughs> I was doing a lot of reading and research and uh, seeing, you know, why why do some people get more severe cases? And, and a lot of this has to do with the individual's immune system and how it responds to the virus. So we thank God for good, good, uh, healthy immune systems that were able to get us through that. But we did have it. Uh, don't have it anymore. <laughs> Although I think people still are afraid of us. Um But uh, anyway, we're happy to be here, happy to begin this new year together, and uh, just thankful for you, my friends, again, for all you do for us, for letting us be a part of your day. And now, I did mention that there have been some program changes, and these were not our doing. The big one is that uh, Morning Glory uh, is no longer on. Uh, EWTN discontinued that, and that was kind of a quick decision. No explanation was given to us. Just that that the Sunrise Morning Show would now be on from seven to eight, so that's why you're not hearing Morning Glory if you're a fan of that program. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't think it's broadcasting anywhere else, but it's not um, coming through EW10 anymore. So and that was their decision, and we got notice of that the end of December. So it was a quick a quick change and a couple of other changes that they did make. So the schedule that we sent out with our newsletter at the end of November it's not as accurate as it should be. So I'm putting together a new schedule. I'll post that on our uh, our uh, website. And one other change that I did make was, you know, we had been broadcasting the Mass three times a day, but but people can go to Mass now if you want to, of course, daily Mass with all the, the precautions taken, um, or watch it streamed. And uh, I just felt it was time to go back to uh, some sense of normalcy in our schedule. So, um, uh, Catholic Answers now airs for two hours from 6 to 8. We don't have the Mass on in the evening anymore on uh, weekdays. And um, I put Father John Ricardo back on uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, Monday through Friday. So, our Mass is broadcast at noon here, as it has been um, for as long as we've been on the air. So, Uh, Anyway, Father John Ricardo back on at 8 o'clock, and we're so happy about that. Father Larry Richards um, is no longer available through EWTN. So, again, I don't know what or why, but um, so anyway, we still have Father John Ricardo. So, and I was listening yesterday and today, but uh, Father John Ricardo's program yesterday, Monday, was a wonderful program. Uh, He was talking about fear. And I think that i am not, it sounded like the program was recorded prior to COVID, but it had a lot of uh, certainly very appropriate application to the current time, uh, given people's fear. And um, the point being that we shouldn't fear, that uh, people of God, God is in charge, God is in control, and uh, not saying don't take the necessary COVID precautions, do what 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 you're being asked to do, to keep yourself healthy and others healthy. But don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Uh, let's see what we'll do here. Um, I have a couple of things. First, I guess we'll go to, uh, I guess New Year's Day, which was, of um, course, Our Lady's Feast Day. Uh, Pope Francis gave a, um, I don't know if this is his Angelus or his homily, I don't, but anyways, let's talk about this because, you know, one thing that that I'm feeling very led to here, and I've said it, you know, I, I've been saying this for a long time, but I really want to stress this year unification. We we we, you know, the devil loves to divide, he really does that's one of his his greatest and most powerful tools to divide and to pit one against the other that's a, that's uh a, that's a tactic of the devil and we need to build on what unites us not tear down on what divide by what divides us you know we have to really build on Unity. Um, yesterday, when Bruce was here for his program, we alluded to that a little bit from John 17, where our Lord's prayer the night before he died was that all may be one. You know, I was watching a, um, a program uh, on Sunday night. Um, uh, Mike Huckabee has, has a, a talk show, and it's kind of... Uh, um, based on the, the format of the late-night talk shows. You know, he has guests, and this band there. But he had on a—I a, um, uh, uh, don't know what, what denomination it was, but it was a Protestant preacher, a, a young gentleman there, and they were talking in the interview about various topics, but always interweaving the faith, the Christianity, the Lord. And I, I thought to myself, could you imagine— what power we Christians would have, spiritual power, over the darkness that envelops this world and especially this land right now. What power we would have if we were united. And, of course, we know that as Catholics, this is the one true faith. This is the church founded by Christ himself. We know that. You can go back from from Francis to Peter to Jesus giving Peter the authority. Read Scripture, and that authority has, through apostolic succession, has been passed on uh, through the generations. We know this is the one true church. And there are so many, thousands upon thousands, of denominations, those Christians who have denominated from, ultimately, the one true church, that is, the Catholic Church, But could you imagine, you know, if our Lord's Prayer was heeded? I pray, Father, that all may be one, just as you and I are one. The power we would have as, as one Christian church, one Catholic church, all united. That's why even in our Catholic church, when there's division, it's very upsetting to me, because that's the devil chipping away, trying to drive wedges between... The faithful. This needs to be a year upon which we build up the kingdom and become unified and and focus on and build upon what unites us, not tear down by what divides us. And I will do however the Lord allows me to do it as main steward over this apostolate. I will ensure that that's what we do here. We're not here to tear down anything. We're not here to point fingers at anyone. We're here to build up the body of Christ, to build up the kingdom here on earth. Nobody wants to join a church that is falling down in shambles. We want to join the church That Jesus founded upon the Rock of Peter that in the first century grew tremendously because everybody was of one heart and mind. So, that being said, let me go to the Holy Father's January 1st teaching where he said, the Virgin Mary's motherly care encourages us to use our God-given time for building up the world and peace, not destroying it, the Holy Father said. And I didn't <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I don't read these ahead of time. I, I, this is how the holy Spirit works I I, I I didn't read this ahead of time. This is how the Holy Spirit works. So you see what the theme is here, building up the world, building up peace, not destroying it. These are the holy father's words the reassuring and comforting gaze of the holy virgin is an encouragement to make sure that this time granted us by the lord might be spent for our human and spiritual growth that it be a time in which hatred and division are resolved and there are many that if uh, that it be a time to experience ourselves as brothers and sisters a time to build and not to destroy. To take care of each other and of creation. And, you know, I was listening to Father uh, Benedict Groeschel. Um, I don't know, it was yesterday morning or this morning? You know, I lose track of time. There, there's something called COVID time, you know. <laughs> you, don't know you don't know what day or, day or the week it is. You don't know what time it is. But we're... Um, Father Benedict was talking about the care of creation, the care of even animals and 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 this is our responsibility. So when Holy Father Pope Francis talks about taking care of each other and of creation, this has been church teaching. A time to make things grow, a time of peace, Pope Francis said. And he pointed to a nativity scene Depicting St. Joseph, the Virgin Mary, the child Jesus lying in Mary's arms, he said, We see that Jesus is not in the crib, and they told me that the Madonna said, Won't you let me hold this son of mine a bit in my arms? This is what the Madonna does with us, the Holy Father said. She wants to hold us in her arms to protect us as she protected and loved her son. The Holy Father said, Mary watches over us with maternal tenderness, just as she watched over her son Jesus. May each one of us make sure that 2021 be for everyone a year of fraternal solidarity and peace, a year filled with expectant trust and hope, which we entrust to the heavenly protection of Mary, Mother of God, and our Mother. So this is a wonderful year, you know, uh, when the Holy Father dedicated this year to St. Joseph, the protector of the universal church, the terror of demons, the patron of of workers, that we go to the foster father of Christ, the, the husband of Mary. And then when we celebrate his feast day on March 19th, Holy Father has said, we're then going to also include dedicating the year and our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth, because that's where it all starts, my friends. You know, the the Church teaches that the the family is the basic cell of society, and we've seen, as you know, over the past number of years, uh, the attacks on the family are vicious, Society wants to try, and they have tried uh, with all their power, to redefine what family is. They've tried, they say they did, but you can't uh, try to redefine uh, the definition of marriage when you can't. (laughs) Marriage is a, a union between one man and one woman, period. I don't care what the Supreme Court said. And the attacks in the family uh, are, are, are constant, constant, because as the basic cell of society, as the family goes, St. Pope John Paul II says, so goes society. So if you can get into the nucleus of that cell and uh, um, tear it apart, that's how— the culture goes. So we are called to promote and defend the family, and to be united. You know that beautiful prayer. We'll pray it every day. The prayer to the Holy Family, entrusting our families to the Holy Family, consecrating our families to the Holy Family. You know, we just came off uh, the beautiful season of Christmas, but it was a different Christmas for most, wasn't it? It was for us. Cheryl and I, uh, we 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 spent Christmas and all of Christmas week. Although we did have one nice, uh, it was nice the whole time. But we did get out of the house, <laughs> and uh, we had on our anniversary, uh, December twenty eighth, had a nice lunch with our friends Bruce and Linda, uh, DeBacco, and and had a lovely time with them. But Christmas Day, we you know Cheryl's her busy busiest time, uh, with especially with with Christmas being on a Friday and being the uh, director of music and principal organist at her parish, you know she was, she was there Christmas Eve, which was Thursday, most of the afternoon and midnight mass, Christmas Day through noon, and then of course masses on Saturday and Sunday. But uh, I did the best I could on Christmas Eve to put together a nice lasagna and meatballs and sausage. Use my mother's recipes for so the Christmas Day. We had a nice, lovely dinner. Uh, just Cheryl with me. We did the same thing on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So different. You know, we weren't with everybody the way we usually are. Many of you, the same thing, I'm sure. But we did what we could, and you did what you could to be with family, because that's the basic cell of society, of who we are. And in this teaching on the feast uh, of Mary, Mother of God, um, Holy Father talks about. Our Blessed Mother wanting to protect us the same way she protected that beautiful infant, baby Jesus. She wants to hold us the way she held and and, and nurtured him. Pope Francis teaches that. And he, he also encouraged us to build up, build up the kingdom, not tear it down, build up a world of peace, not hatred. We're not always going to agree about a lot of things. But that's, you see that in, 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 in our politics. and every, There's just vile hatred toward each other. And it has to stop. We can disagree. <laughs> a civilized uh, people can disagree without being violent without being hateful. So that was the time. You know, we, have a, uh, we don't know what the rest of this year holds. We didn't know this time last year what 2020 held for us. <laughs> but look what happened. But that's behind us now. Let's just pray and, 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 and trust uh, everything to the Holy Family of Nazareth and trust our families to them. You know, God is in charge. He's in control. We had the coronavirus, Cheryl and I. We had it. We survived it. Not everybody did. We know that. But the majority of people, a high majority of people, survive it. Don't be afraid. God is in control. God is in charge. Do what you're supposed to do to protect yourself and others, because it is very contagious, obviously, and it it has uh, killed people. But... The majority of people have not uh, perished from it. So um, we have to have to believe that the Lord being in charge, uh, we don't have to worry about anything. Now, the see, this crazy things going on here. What was that about? I don't know. We got it. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to start the year. I'll fix this, though. Wait, I'll fix it for us. I'll see if I can get this the right way here. Uh, Do it. Uh, Let's see. Well, we'll try this. How about this? There we go. See See how that works? (laughs) Okay, let me take a break. Straighten things out here. I'll be back. And um, today's gospel is beautiful. I want to talk about that. So stay where you are, my friends. More to come.
1: big problem. Our culture is dying and souls are in danger of being lost. The answer is conversion to Jesus Christ in his church. St. Paul Street Evangelization is a Catholic organization and we have hundreds of teams spreading the good news throughout the country, but we need your help. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Dr. Simon Greenleaf was a Harvard Law professor. He wanted to debunk Christianity. He thought everything these people believe rests on their claim that Jesus rose from the dead, but that wouldn't even hold up in court. So he started writing about it, and he became a Christian. Why? He eventually concluded, what's going to put someone away in court? An eyewitness. What if you have a bunch of eyewitnesses? Jail. (laughs) What if the eyewitnesses are all willing to die for what they saw? Case closed. That's what we have with the rising of Jesus from the dead. Not just people dying for a belief system. These people died for something way more than that. They died for something they saw. Big difference. St. Peter was crucified. He said, I'm not worthy to die like my Lord, crucify me upside down. St. Bartholomew was skinned alive. It makes no sense to do that for a lie. The resurrection of Jesus, God conquering death, it's the best news in history. And the best part about it is, it's all real. This is Chris DeFanik from ReallifeCatholic.com on EWTN Radio. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. In prayer, do not do all the talking. If you went into a doctor's office, you would not rattle off the symptoms and then rush out. How did you learn to speak the English language? You learned to speak by listening, did you not? How does a scientist learn the laws of nature? By imposing laws upon nature? No, he sits down passively before nature and says to nature, now you reveal to me your secrets. So we are not constantly to be yapping in prayer. Sacred scripture says, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. We often change that. And we say, listen, Lord, thy servant speaketh. In prayer, therefore, we must not only speak, we must also The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live.
0: Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative
1: interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, And you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune.
0: It all happens right here, Friday at 4 p.m.
1: That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations.
0: Yardley to Yardville.
1: Seagirt to Spotswood.
0: Mattawan to Manalapan.
1: From Lakewood to Long Branch.
0: Asbury Park to Adelphia.
1: Morrisville to Marlboro.
0: Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Well, welcome back, my friends. Happy to have you here on this January 5th, 2021. Now, tomorrow, although we did celebrate liturgically the Epiphany on Sunday, uh, tomorrow, January 6th, is um, the actual day that uh, the Epiphany has been celebrated. Uh, and, in fact, in in Italy, tomorrow, January 6th, is even a bigger uh, celebration than the twenty fifth of December, so we'll talk about the Epiphany tomorrow. Uh, it's um, kind of the uh, official end of the Christmas season. I know it goes. People say t- to Sunday, the the birth, which uh, this coming Sunday is the Baptism of the Lord, um, and of course the old calendar takes it all the way to February second. Uh, some people still do that as well. It'd be nice. Oh, we, well, you might recall the um, Jubilee year, two thousand. Uh, Pope John Paul II wanted us to leave our Christmas lights and nativity scenes up all year long because it was the Jubilee. I don't know. Many people did that, but he, he said we, we could if we wanted to. Maybe He may have even said we should. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, uh, it is uh, tomorrow, the, the 6th of January, the Epiphany, and uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Also, uh, Friday, Cheryl will be here. We'll be back uh, Friday Live. It's been a while. <laughs> we put a lot of a lot of christmas music on throughout december and uh chose to do so on our friday spots uh kind of gave us a little break and uh you know it's a busy time for cheryl getting ready for christmas musically at the parish so we got a lot of good a lot of great uh feedback on the music as always people appreciated the fact that we were playing uh traditional christmas carols and hymns and not the uh, silly stuff uh so you know we we're happy to do that and um goes by fast, though, doesn't it? I know I I spend many, you know, because we were home the whole time, all of Christmas, and and I spent many an afternoon relaxing in my recliner (laughs) at home and putting on the radio station and just letting the Christmas music play, and I put the lights on, and I would take a little nap. It was wonderful, very relaxing, very peaceful. Uh, But we need that spirit all year long, you know? We need that spirit of Christmas with us all year long, that, that spirit of hope, of joy um of of giving of charity, um you know be nice if we we kept that Christmas spirit with us throughout the year, uh, and hopefully we do we have that joy we should be a joyful we should be a joyful people, so anyway, this Friday um our friend Deacon Anthony's going to join us we haven't uh nice to have Deacon with us, and we're working on one other guest uh, can't confirm it yet, but anyway, Deacon Anthony will be here Friday. Uh, I believe, Jim, with the weather, music, talk, all kinds of stuff. So join us at 4 o'clock on Friday for Friday Live. It's also going to be first Friday schedule-wise. I know first Friday was New Year's Day. Well, obviously, we weren't here. So we kind of moved our first Friday schedule back a week. So this coming Friday will be our first Friday schedule, which means that Bishop will be here at 3 o'clock, Bishop O'Connell, And uh, Bill Maher and George Rose with Brothers in Arms will be here at 6 o'clock. Father Steve DeLacy with the Vocation Hour at 7. Uh, So that's our first Friday lineup coming up this coming Friday, January 8th. All right, so let's do this. Um, Today's Gospel. Now, if you don't have your domestic church media mobile app, you should get it. It's free, number one. And you can get anything on this app you want. All things Domestic Church Media. You can listen to the programs, listen to the stream, listen to the podcast. You can watch. If you have the mobile app, you can watch this program right now on your mobile device uh, from our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash uh, Domestic Church Media. But it's 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 already just it's a, it's a just hit the uh, YouTube button on your mobile app and it takes you right to us. So uh, all these wonderful things. But you also have many other resources like the daily Mass readings. That's what I'm reading from right now. I'm reading right off my app uh, today's uh, daily Mass readings, specifically this one, the Gospel for today, which is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Now this is two thousand years ago. <laughs> and our Lord, through his gospel, through his church, still sees a vast crowd, a world uh, worldwide crowd, like sheep without a shepherd, and still teaches, you know? That's why domestic church media exists you know we're we're coming into a entered into this you know new year, and with technology advancing as rapidly as it is, I don't know what lies ahead for us to use in ways of technology uh Ten years ago, we weren't doing YouTube and Facebook video we weren't on um other audio platforms like Amazon, Echo, and Google Home devices. So here we are with all this technology available, and there's more coming that I want to use because we have to allow ourselves at this apostolate to become a venue through which the Lord can teach many things to many people. You know, I'm not an ordained individual. I'm not a a, a a religious by vocation. I'm a lay person with a background like most of you. You know, cradle Catholics. I did some studying in college. My minor was uh, theology, and it was only my minor, not by um, you know a decision to to do that, but just I was enjoying taking all these theology courses. So, uh, gathered enough credits that it really did become my minor uh, course of study. I taught high school religion for six years back in the seventies and eighties, and then did a lot of studying on my own. You know, it was uh, because I, I being felt led by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord prepares us along the way for if we uh, allow our wills to become compliant with His, He'll lead us in the direction he wants us to, be, uh, to go and in and, and the, and the position he wants us to be in. Oh, well, obviously the Lord has given me enormous responsibility here at the apostolate. But to do just this, to allow the Lord to teach many things, because he sees the vast numbers of people around the world who, and he pities them, he has pity on them because they they are the world is like a, a, a filled with sheep without a shepherd the shepherd has been present to them for 2000 years but people aren't listening they're not watching they're not searching they're not accepting the invitation the beckoning of Christ to come the gospel says by now it was already late And his disciples approached him and said, this is a deserted place and it's already very late. Dismiss them so they can go to the surrounding farms and villages and buy themselves something to eat. So the apostles thinking like men. The apostles saying, Lord, it's getting late. There's thousands of people here. Let them go now so they can go back before it gets dark, get back to the villages and and, and get themselves something to eat. But I love the Lord's reply. He said to them, give them some food yourselves. You give them something to eat. I always like this line because it reminds me of many, many years ago when I was first beginning this work in the apostolate. I saw a need And again, not by my own thinking, but the Holy Spirit placing it on my heart. Because I'm not that smart. I I don't have that kind of insight. It's all (laughs) spirit-led. But it was 20 uh, 20 years ago. No, more than that. (laughs) 25 years ago the Lord began to place on my heart. This is my entering my 26th year now of Catholic broadcasting. But seeing that we didn't have any Catholic radio in the area, you know, there was a lot of evangelical radio, and radio was a very strong and powerful medium then. It's not so much anymore, I'll be honest with you, because of all the technology. You'll find most new model cars don't have radios in them (laughs) because there are so many other means that I I have one myself. I I discovered this. I really didn't know I could do this in my car, but I can. I mentioned Father John Ricardo's program from yesterday that we aired at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, and so I wanted to listen to it again because I only picked up the second half of it, so... I came into the studio and I put it on a flash drive, a USB flash drive. You know, you can get so I have it on here on, on an MP3 format, and I can plug it into my USB port in my car and listen to it that way. I did I didn't know I could do that, but I'm gonna do that. All this technology. But when I first began, the Lord placed on my heart that we needed this. And I said, Lord, you know, the the area needs Catholic radio. Please do something. And that's when the Lord said to me, you do it. You give them something to eat. You feed them. And that began the journey. Well, the apostles were told that here Give them food yourselves. But they said to him, are we to buy 200 days' wages worth of food and give it it to them to eat? And I said, Lord, I don't have a dime. How am I going to do this? And Jesus asked them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. So the Lord said to me, what can you give? (laughs) And when they had found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. And I said, Lord, I don't have a lot. And I forget what I had. I didn't have a lot, if anything. He said, how many loaves do you have? And they said, five loaves and two fish. So he gave orders to have them sit down in groups on the green grass. They took their places in rows by hundreds and by fifties. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said, The blessing broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and all were satisfied. And they picked up twelve wicker baskets full of fragments and what was left of the fish. Those who ate of the loaves were five thousand men. And I always, as I said, I look to that gospel in in the work that we do here at the Apostolate in the very beginning, where you ask the Lord, please do something, and he says, well, you do it. Well, I don't have anything, Lord. I can't do it. What do you have? Let me have it. Give me everything you have, and watch what the Lord does. You know, we 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 sometimes become too dependent on letting and asking and expecting the Lord to do everything when we are His instruments. You remember the, the the gospel where our Lord sent the disciples out two by two, and when they returned, they were telling all these marvelous stories of what they were able to do because they they said yes to Jesus. They they did what he said. And, and, and getting back to what we talked about at the first half of the program, talking about building up, giving what we can, what we have, give it to Christ and watch what happens. We have a responsibility to each other. You know, the, when, when asked what was the greatest commandment, our Lord said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your being, all your mind. And the second greatest is this, to love one another. In fact, that was today's first reading from from John. From 1 John, chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as expression uh, I'm sorry expiation for our sins these are these are not frivolous suggestions they are commands to love one another and as i said and i said this last year and the year before i'm, t- I'm tired of the division i can't stand it I just can't stand it. And I can't stand to see brother and sister Catholics going at each other over things that are not that important. You know, we all have the same desire to know, love, and serve God in this world, to know and love and encounter Jesus Christ in our lives. You know, John Paul, St. Pope John Paul said it once. I was watching Father uh, Rochelle's program the other night on EWTN. He said it, that conversion is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong action. It's not a one-time deal. Our conversion is minute by minute, day by day, hour by hour, week by week, year by year, until we hit that moment when the Lord calls us home. But if we go through this life not loving, tearing down, pointing fingers, judging, there will be an accountability there. And I I just pray, my brothers and sisters, that we—you know, when you come here, when you come, whether it's this program or any of the other programs that we present to you here on Domestic Church Media— that it builds up your spirit, that it builds up the faith in your life, it builds up your joy, it adds to that joy, it, 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 it brings that joy out in, in a more vibrant way, that you love being a disciple of Jesus Christ, that you love being a Catholic, that you love the Catholic Church, and you want to do all you can to want to live as a true disciple of Christ in His Church. That's what I want this apostolate to do. I don't want it to tear down anything. And I don't want it to f- refocus on things that just aren't that important. I want it to be a place where you can come and relax and rejoice in, in our faith and, and, and live the joy that the Holy Spirit has, has given you in living this faith. That's important to me. And that's what I want this year to bring. You know, the, the Lord in, in today's gospel, when He said to the apostles, You give them something to eat, you feed them. That's what He says to you and me, all of us, not just me because I'm behind the microphone, but you as well. We're all called uh, by virtue of our baptism to go out into the world and feed others <laughs> with the faith. You feed them. You just can't expect, especially now. You know the danger. I think right now that our church is going to be facing is what's going to happen when the pandemic goes away, and it's going to go away, and the um, uh, um, the restrictions go away, and and uh, once again um masses are requ- uh, required to attend <laughs> you can't just watch them on TV or on on the internet you're going to have to go to mass will people come back will people return or are they being conditioned right now in their own mind not because of the situation not because of the intent of of uh, what what's being done but by their own rationalization and justification say well i don't really have to go if the church says and the church will say eventually um that you have to go (laughs) third commandment uh that you have to go that there's not going to be an option if you're well and able to will people return you see but with this medium, radio, and of course all the other media that we use, uh, we can reach people where they are and say, "You got to come back." You know, we, we I received lovely letters over the over the, the Christmas holiday from so many of you who told me what this station has. Cheryl got one an email from someone about talked about how important the music was and what the what the music did for that person's uh, faith. Uh, We got. I think I shared it yesterday on the air with Bruce, a gentleman who wrote to us and said he saw a magnet. Came back to the church because of what he was hearing here on the radio station. We're feeding the people, but we're all called to feed, not just those of us who have this technology available for our use, but all of us as as baptized Catholics are called to feed the masses in whatever way we can by witness, by word. (laughs) <laughs> by example, by invitation, you know, come on back. Because you're, you're, we're all going to encounter people um, who are, you know, going to say, I, I didn't have to go for 10 months. Why should I go now? <laughs> we're going to have to encourage them. you got to come back. Now, we don't know when this is going to happen. Is it going to be Easter? Is it going to be, you know, who knows? Nobody. Nobody's giving us any dates. We don't know. But it will, because all this eventually is going to end. Hopefully this year it'll all be gone and we get back to normal. Not this new normal that they're talking about. I don't want to hear about that. Just the way things were, back to normal. So we'll be here for you for as long as the Lord wants us to be here and for as long, my brothers and sisters, as you help us to be here through your support. So uh, i got to go. Tomorrow's Wednesday, the Epiphany. I'll be back here tomorrow, God willing. We'll talk about that. I do pray you'll have a blessed, happy, and holy rest of your day. Thanks for being part of my day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. God bless you, and God love you.